the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Welcome back. It's Ed Martin here in the movement. Our old friend, Dr. Everett Piper from Oklahoma Wesleyan University joins us again. And uh, he has another column up on uh, Washington Times. I'll put it up on social media. The title is is a troubling title, but it catches your attention. It's simply Punishing Christians. Actually, this is a few days ago, this column. He's writing regularly. But welcome back, Dr. Piper. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Ed. Thanks for having me on. I'm glad to have you on. And let me ask you this, a different, I want to get to this column you have about punishing, it's called punishing Christians about how people are targeting, you know, Christians and saying that they shouldn't buy from them and all. But I want to ask you a different, a little different question. A friend of mine said the following thing about uh, the current environment. And I wonder as a professor, uh, I mean, excuse me, as a leader of a university and as someone who teaches young people, how you feel about it. He, see, he said this, he said, it, the biggest problem now is self-censorship, meaning I won't say what I want to say because I don't want to be, you know, burdened by an unpleasant interaction. And I thought that was pretty. This this guy's actually born and raised in Italy. He's an immigrant to America, married an American girl. Uh, But I thought that, you know, it almost they're trained too often. They're training us to hold our tongue because it's just less troublesome. Right. I think there's some truth in that. I would be a little bit more aggressive in the way I would describe it. And I would say rather than self-censorship, I would say fear and intimidation. Christians right now are afraid to speak their mind. And if you're an 18-year-old kid at a college or a university, how dare you speak up and challenge the status quo, challenge the politically correct, challenge your professor, and challenge essentially 80, 90 percent of the rest of the people that you're in school with who are politically left, socially liberal, they're progressives, and they've actually labeled you as an enemy. You know, there was a time when I was in school, and perhaps Ed, you too were in school, where Christians were treated Oh, we were patted on the head. Um, We may have been perceived as being a bit boring uh, because we didn't do certain things. We didn't party. We didn't get drunk. We didn't try to get on the boss's wife. And we were shown favor because of being proofs, if you will, because we could be trusted. That day of being shown favor in the academy, or quite frankly, showing favor to us in the culture, is over. We're adversaries now, and we're punished just for what we believe and think. Well, and but okay, and I think I get that. I think we can say that. I, you can feel that when you're in, say, a political setting or an argument setting or even a university, I bet. But your column, this recent column of yours, also says how it's extending to business, you know, and it's not just extending to, say, a baker who doesn't want to bake a cake for a, a gay marriage. Uh, it's to, you know, people that they don't like the what they perceive to be the intention of the person or what they read into the position as uh, in their mind. Mind, uh, bigoted, therefore, you know, no Catholics need apply. I mean, it's incredible to say that, but or, or no Chick Fil A for you, and that's that's gr- happening faster than I, anybody could have ever imagined. 
Well, and Chick-fil-A is the poster child of this discussion that we're having right now. As everybody knows, Chick-fil-A has been banned from the San Antonio International Airport by the San Antonio City Council. Why? Because Chick-fil-A is an anti-LGBTQ company, according to the San Antonio City Council. So what makes them that way? Does Chick-fil-A refuse to sell sandwiches to homosexuals? No, there's never been any such claim. Does Chick-fil-A refuse to hire homosexuals? No, there's never been any such claim. In fact, Chick-fil-A doesn't ask, nor do they want to know, what people's private sexual uh, behavior is. The only thing that the San Antonio City Council finds objectionable, objectionable in Chick-fil-A is, oh, my landlord forbid they actually give money to the church. Chick-fil-A gives some of its money to orthodox evangelical causes. And it's for that reason and that reason alone they've been banned from even doing commerce by the San Antonio City Council. Well, and so where I guess the question is, where does it end, right? I mean, and, and by the way, the Chick-fil-A, my friends that love Chick-fil-A, and I do love it too, but that watch this closely, they tell the story of uh, when there was that horrendous uh, murder down in Florida at the, the uh, so, so-called gay nightclub. Chick-fil-A opened the next day, Sunday, which they don't usually do, and served sandwiches. In other words, there's lots of examples of that company doing good things, but that's not the point of your column, in a way. The point of your column is that uh, the slide towards judging uh, you know, against people of faith, it's no longer sort of theoretical. It's right in front of our face. It's happening uh, kind of regularly. And maybe the thing is, when I read your column, I'm like, yep, yep, yep. Then I say, okay, what are we going to do about it? That's the question I have for you. What are we going to do about it? I think we need to speak up and we we can't. Let's go back to your initial question. Are we being self-censored? Uh, we need to resist that. Like Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, not to speak is to speak, and not to act is to act. Silence in the face of evil is evil itself, unquote. So if you don't speak when you know things are wrong, then you are complicit in the evil because of your silence. And to paraphrase Martin Niemuller, who also was of the same era as Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Mueller said first they came for the uh, socialist, and I said nothing because I was a socialist. Then they came for the labor union worker, and I said nothing because I wasn't a labor union worker. Then they came for the Jew, and I said nothing because I wasn't a Jew. And when they came for me, there was no one left to speak. In other words, Bonhoeffer and Mueller both are saying you have to speak and you have to act when you see culture going in a negative direction. If you're silent, you are complicit. Self censorship is unacceptable. Courage, confidence, Fine, tenacity, run into the face of the storm, wave the right banner, wave the banner of truth, wave the banner of freedom and liberty, wave that banner, and if you win, great, that's God's grace, and if you lose, who cares? It's the right banner to wave. Be willing to go down fighting. You know, I've always said, if you're not willing to lose for something, then you're not ever going to win at anything. We have to be willing to lose, if you will, by fighting the right fight for the right cause, for the right reasons, because it's just the right thing to do. Do you, we're talking with Dr. Everett Piper, and uh, Dr. Piper is. Um, do you think that the young people, you, you know, at Oklahoma Wesleyan, like Oklahoma Wesleyan University, where you are, um, do you do you think the young people are almost 
better at seeing that fight now? The ones that are at your school, that they're, they're, they see it clearer than maybe a lot of, a lot of like my friend who said, I self-censorship. In other words, I'm tired. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be bothered. I'm just going to go about my life and stay in my little uh, thing. I'm, I'm going to I am going to put my light under the bushel basket because I'm just tired. And that young people maybe have a little more energy for that fight. What do you, am I, am I being overly hopeful? Uh, I think there are some. Um, I think there are some that go to places like Hillsdale College. The Hillsdale College students are trained to fight the good fight for the right reasons and the right cause, and they have courage. College of the Ozarks in um, Branson, Missouri, likewise, they're training those students to engage for for patriotism and for a good cause. Uh, Colorado Christian University does a good job. Cedarville University in Ohio does a good job. And, of course, at Oklahoma Wesleyan University, we try to challenge our students and teach them to care about those things that are just and right and real and true and to pursue truth and not be satisfied with opinions and feelings. You know, at the end of the day, this is education's fault. It's my industry's fault. We've trained a generation of uh, uh, adolescent incompetent individuals who can't engage because they can't think their way out of a paper bag. It's the local college (laughs) and the local university that is at fault for this. Yeah. All right. Dr. Everett Piper, his column is great. I'll put it up on social media. And it's uh, go to OKWU.edu, Oklahoma Wesleyan University. It's called OKWU.edu. Dr. Everett Piper, he's one of the best in the country at, I, I think, at educating these young people. But he's also really good at getting out and uh, talking to us uh, about what he sees and what's happening in the community. And this column is no... Um, is no uh, is another example, and his book was called. It's book we've had him on talking about before. It's called "Not a Daycare: The Devastating Consequences of Abandoning Truth." It's Regnery from our sister uh, publishing house. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.